Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? This is Shug Burry, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio Women's Hot Topics. And we are going to get honest today about our words. We're going to just let them fall out. Thank you to Sarah Borelli's for that opening song. Um, and as you know, we get our ideas from our listeners. And today's idea is one that's hot, hot, hot. I got to tell you, it's all about women and finance. <laughs> Oh, you heard it right, ladies. M-O-N-E-Y. That's what we're talking about today. This is part two of Women in Finances. If you didn't hear part one, you got to go to it because the bios are there about our two guests that we have here today. We've got Tony Parr and we have John Rudy. Thank you so much, guys, for being here with us today. You bet. That was awesome. First time around was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's just as good the second time around. You never know, you know. (laughs) But I've got really deep questions for you guys that my listeners are thinking of, that I'm thinking of, and I'm just going to pepper them out to you. But before we get started, I want our listeners to know who you guys are. Um, Tony Parr, you um, founded and partnered in this um, organization. I wanted to say ministry, but that's not what it is. It's an organization. It's the Parr McKnight Wealth Management Group. And Tony, could you tell us a little bit about yourself that the women didn't hear on the first show? Well, Shug, you said it's not a ministry. We actually do minister to people about their finances. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I love it. Doing the Lord's work and getting paid. Absolutely. I've been doing this for 32 years. Uh, There's eight people on the team. There's four ladies and four men. There's four certified financial planners, and we work with families and institutions helping them make smart decisions about their wealth. Awesome. And you have another founding partner that partners along with you. Who is that? Uh, Brian McKnight is not with us today, but I am with my other partner, John Rudy, who's also my financial advisor. Oh, I love it. I love it. John, share a little bit about yourself to our listeners. Uh, Sure. I am uh, one of the three, Tony, Brian, and myself, and I'm the youngest. I think one of the interesting things about our team is I'm 33, Brian's 43, Tony is uh, 53. Hope well, you don't mind bizarre. me. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Sharing your age. Aging I won't share anything about your financial plan. So though, basically, so don't worry I'm about the that. oldest one in the room. <laughs> so, uh, but we have a lot of different expertises that we bring to the table, and it's really a collaborative environment where we can sometimes nicely uh, disagree. We're never disagreeable, but mm-hmm. who we always have in mind is making sure that the client is put first in their situation. Is, you know, uh, I, I, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, please. Uh, but I'm so excited about this topic. I wanted yeah. to hurry up and get my thoughts yeah. out. You know, isn't that terrible? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Do you at have all. people like me as your clients? Where you're like, be quiet and listen. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> I'm ready to listen. That's my favorite part of the job. <laughs> well, my favorite part today is to find out from you guys and and just to get this wealth of information um, as we begin to understand this. Um, there's a difference between a broker and a financial advisor. 
Could you share with me what the difference is? Oh, sure, sure. I started in this business about 33 years ago, and actually, I hated it. And I hesitate to even call it this business because I was on the phone every day trying to sell stocks and bonds to people I didn't know. And you'd come up with a sales pitch and a story, and hopefully you scored a few sales because the commissions were all you had to go on. So anytime I bought or sold something, I made money. But I felt a little better than a used car salesman. And it just almost drove me out of the business. But when it became and evolved into a business where we actually had a dialogue with clients face to face and understood about their family, the family dynamics, the structure, their goals, their values, their timelines, we looked at their financial statements and we constructed these beautiful financial plans to help them get where they want to go financially. I fell in love with the business, and I am so fortunate that over time we've put together this team, and John talked about this multi-generational approach with the different advisors, um, the dialogue we have and the answers that come out of that dialogue from the different perspectives of people on the, on the team that have had different life experiences and the collaborative experiences of all of our clients help us come up, I think, with really good outcomes for clients. Mm -hmm. So it's a wonderful business, and we're really in the business of serving people. It's not a money business. It's serving people and families. Well, let's start back with the basics. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Oh, Shug, you have the phone number over there. It's 612-324-0231 is my number. 0240, I believe, is the main line. It's on speed dial for me. Oh, good. You just push the button. (laughs) Isn't that the way it is nowadays? You guys should have the Par McKnight Wealth Management Group on your speed dial at all times. I mean, just push that button and and just get right to them. Um, Okay, so it can be intimidating for women, particularly when they first decide to approach this topic. Um, When they come to your office or when they sit down and meet with you, what are the right questions to ask when you're looking for a financial advisor? I think regardless of who you're interviewing, but the questions that I like to hear from very thoughtful potential clients, uh, there's about seven of them. Let me see if I can remember them all. First is, who are you? You know, tell me a little bit about you and not just your credentials and your experience. Tell me about your family. Tell me what you like to do in your spare time. Tell me about your commitment to the business. Share with me a little bit about your clients. Who are you? Next question is, what do you do? And that speaks to the process that financial advisors work with their clients on. We work to understand with the client. We develop a plan. We come up with a portfolio strategy. We review that often and monitor it and get. So how do you do what you do is another question. Um, Why do you do what you do? And a financial advisor may come up with what I call the financial story of origin. Well, you know, my dad died when I was young and he didn't have any life insurance and my mother had to have two jobs. And so why do you do what you do? What's the motivation? What's the why behind what you do? Um, Who do you do it for? Do you work with people like me? Who do you do it for? In our case, we work with multi-generational families and we work with institutions and we can dive a little deeper into that. Um, Another one might be, what makes you different? There's a lot of financial advisors out there. What makes you different? Um, And then, uh, what's the last one, John? Who are you? What do you do? How do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? Who do you do it for and what makes you different? So those are all good questions. And then, Shug, there's there's a lot of add-ons because a lot of times financial advisors speak in a language that normal people don't understand. Mm -hmm. So could you elaborate on that? Tell me more. Could you explain that a little bit differently? I didn't get it. 
Um, so I think you've got to engage in a dialogue with the advisor and just look into their eyes. Do they look honest? Do they look like they'd have your best interest at heart? And I think it's important also to work with somebody that comes via introduction from somebody else. Is it an attorney or an accountant or a family member that provided the introduction? Then you're not starting from ground zero. Or maybe it's the show. (laughs) Maybe they're listening and they want to know more about the Par McKnight Wealth Management Group, and they can go online and Google it if they would like as well to get more information. Um, Or they certainly could call 612-324-0240. And you can either ask for John or Tony uh, and thank you again for coming on with us today. Um, those are great questions. Now, what happens if you interview this person and you decide, man, they just don't get me. I don't like them. Is there a polite way to back out of that meeting? I would say bye and back out. I think it's really important to walk into a meeting like that and realize that this is your life and that mm-hmm. the advisor in front of you has a responsibility and a duty to demonstrate competence um, sincere interest and an ability to come across and to get whatever the concept is across with the heart of a teacher and to, you know, just be good. And mm-hmm. so I think you have to expect that going into a meeting with an advisor. And uh, if you don't get it, then trust your gut and walk out. Should one of our core values is a fun positive family environment. And our workmates are our work family and our clients become our client family. And you just don't invite everybody into that client family. So I think a couple of powerful motivators around money are fear and greed. And I've got a good greed antenna. And if people want to double their money in a week or they want the quick hit and they don't want to do uh, a written plan, they don't exhibit patience, they don't exhibit trust, they're questioning everything that you do, there's got to be a time when you say to that prospective client, um, it's just not a fit. Mm -hmm. And that's our gentle way of saying, we don't want to work with you. Yeah. And in part one, what we've talked about is that Um, There's different levels that people are at and different ages that they're at. And from the very young, you talked about working with a young 14-year-old, I believe, and then um, helping her invest with through her parents, as well as people that are widows or in the second chapter of their life for retirement. So there's something for everyone. So the first question someone might be thinking is, how much does this cost me? Mm. Well, between between shows, we were talking a little bit about uh, the young professional couple that was looking to put a down payment on a home, um, and they really were not a great fit for clients right now, um, but we gave them two hours of our time. They came away with wonderful advice, and they're on their way to buy a house and start a family. Um, typically, our costs are aligned with the client's uh, with the client's wishes in terms of portfolio growth. So we typically charge a percent of the assets that mm-hmm. are entrusted to us. Mm-hmm. And that ranges anywhere from one half of 1% to one and a half percent. And typically all, all that is netted out in the plan. And when we share results with clients, it's always net of our advisory costs. So as the clients increase in assets, their situation becomes more complex and mm-hmm. absorbs more of our time and expertise. So our pricing guide kind of follows that methodology. And this couple that came in, did they get charged for their two hours? Nope. So that it was complimentary. It was sweat equity. Sweat and, equity. You know, John mentioned it right. It's like you put goodness out into the universe and serve people. It's going to come back to you, but not necessarily in a straight line. And I just know that other instances where we've had a situation like that, um, maybe the young couple was not a great fit for whatever reason. 
Um, but they're out there waving our flag. And when they run across people that they think could benefit from a conversation with us or our services, um, our business has grown nicely over time. So mm. we just want to serve. You and know, it- and you know why it's grown? I'm just going to tell it like it is, ladies. It's because these gentlemen are God-fearing men. They love the Lord. God has blessed you. He has blessed you with this, and you're blessing other people with your wisdom. I trust these guys. And so I, you know, I think that's a fear factor for us as well. Can I trust them? Are they, you know, following the Lord? How do I know I'm not going to give my money and then they're going to run off, you know, et cetera. And, and I love the fact that you're, you're advisors. You advise them, you coach them with the blessings that they have been given. Listen to the part one, as you can hear the 10, 10, 10 tra- uh, strategy, as well as, you know, the hard, easy, easy, hard uh, method. And I really want you guys to listen to that. And if you're just tuning in, my name is Suge Burry. Women's Hot Topics. Today's topic is on finances, women and finance. This is part two. There's so much to dig into. And guess what, ladies? I have bribed these guys. They're going to come back again. We're going to do a regular series. We're going to talk about all sorts of topics surrounding uh, finances. And this is just one of the building blocks that is yet to come. And so with that, let me ask, uh, John, when someone comes in, and they meet with you, and they once you fully understand what you're trying to assemble together for them, what happens next? Yeah, well, our, our process really begins with listening. We have two ears and one mouth, and I think we should use them in that proportion, especially financial advisors. And I think we listen for what's most important to the client. We listen for attitudes and beliefs around money, their story of origin. Um, we pick up on what their goals are for the future. And once we have those things, we start to look at some of the financial data points that come along with the financial plan. So there is some data gathering, some paperwork that's involved. We make that as easy as possible. And with that information, we often go back to the laboratory. We roll up our sleeves mm-hmm. and we put together a draft plan to share with clients in plain English. And we just kind of refine it from there. And when it makes sense, and if it's comfortable for them, and they say, yes, let's move forward, we do so in a pretty simple and straightforward way. Sure, I kind of liken, liken it to clean, helping a client clean out their financial garage. I mean, mm-hmm. picture you go to a, a, an old house and lift up the garage door, and there's a couple old cars in there. There's a tricycle in the corner, and the kid's gone off to college. There's three different toolboxes with overlapping tools. Some are rusty. You're missing the drill bits. Um, so our job is to take everything out of their financial garage, put it in the driveway, only put back what works, and make sure everything's in a proper labeled bin. I mean, there may be an old insurance policy or there may be an outdated will that's there. There may be six different checking accounts that could be consolidated. So we help people clean out their financial garage, make sure all the tools are sharp and usable. Um, and then we kind of Marie Kondo their finances, right? Mm-hmm. You've heard of Marie Kondo. She likes to simplify everything and declutter uh, if it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. So let's streamline, simplify, and let's make sure everything in your financial life is aligned with your goals and that we don't leave any financial stone unturned. So let's say I've made an appointment. I've sat with Par McKnight Wealth Management Group, and we've decided we're going to work together. At that next meeting, that what next thing, what kind of materials am I supposed to bring in? What What do you need from me? Very little. At that point in the process, I think we bring you a summary of what we think makes sense to do in terms of next actions for you and next actions for the team. It's usually on one piece of paper and bulleted, very simple. And, um, you know, there's not a whole lot to bring. 
Do I bring in um, what my bills are? Do I bring in what my credit is? Do my my debt? I mean, what is what does that look like? Sure. There's a couple of basic what I call foundational planning documents that we help our clients assemble, and some have them already. The first one is a balance sheet, and a balance sheet is simply what you own minus what you owe. And then at the bottom is what you're worth, right? If I have $10 and I owe five, I'm worth $5. So that's a balance sheet. We'll help clients put one together, critical planning document. Another one is an income statement. What's coming in and what's going out. And the third document is really a spending plan. Where's your money going? What are your critical fixed monthly overhead expenses? And what are your lifestyle expenses like travel and going out to eat and supporting, you know, other family members? So we help people identify a balance sheet, what they own and what they owe, uh, an income statement, what's coming in and what's going out, and then identify a spending plan to see on a more granular level where the outflow is going. And we may also ask for estate planning documents. And those have to do with where your money goes Mm -hmm. when the lights go out. Mm -hmm. And there's a will, there's a trust, healthcare directive, power of attorney. And I hope we have another show where we can talk a little bit more in a granular way about those types of documents because I wrote a piece recently for clients that said um, estate planning should not be a near-death experience, right? We all have to plan (laughs) for the future and not do these things on our deathbed. So it's part of making sure there are no financial stones unturned and we understand the client completely. And then we'll take all that data, as complex as it seems, and put it into some planning software that's incredibly complex on the back end, but yields the most simple and understandable result for clients that basically says, do you have what you need to get where you want to go? And it's expressed in one simple number and three colors. Mm -hmm. So we make the complex simple and we do the work behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And so with that in mind, um, I I love that you guys keep it simple. You keep it simplified. I'm sitting here um, with John and Tony with Parr McKnight Wealth Management Group. You can find them at 612-324-0240, or you can Google it. And it doesn't matter where you are in the United States listening. This is a group that you can trust, and they can either um, counsel you um, distance from a long distance, or they can also suggest who they should go to if they are unable to manage your group. Do you work with a lot of people from out of state? Absolutely. We have clients in Boston and New York and California and all the way up the middle of the country. I love it. I love it. You guys, I've just got a ton of more questions. Our time is running short, but let me just get a few of these questions out before we have to close today. We're going to come back and we're going to do a series. And ladies, if you or your family has been blessed, um, I loved what Tony had shared. He had said the 10-10 spend policy that's on uh, part one of our show, but the first 10% is giving to the Lord. And our ministry is radio. Our ministry is helping women across the world rise up and be victorious in Christ. And if you find that that 10% finds a home, would you please consider possibly him for her ministries? You go to him, H-I-M, number four, her, ministries.org, click the donate button. And I tell you, God tells us that he, you know, test him on this is what he says as you give, that you will be blessed a hundred times more. I hope you'll find us. This is a listener supported show, and I want to bring more shows like this to you, as well as freeing women inside and out of prison. Come look us up, himforherministries.org. 
Well, we're back here with Rudy and we're back here with Tony Parr with Parr McKnight Wealth Management Group. What happens next after the first couple initial meetings? Oh, I think, uh, you know, when clients first come on board with us, there's a certain comfort level that they need to achieve over time. And if we've uh, interviewed them, we've assembled all their financial documents, we've created a plan, we've implemented a portfolio of investments for them, um, we're going to give them a call 30 days down the road to make sure they understand their statements. Oftentimes, uh, people tend to forget what we talked about at the Mm -hmm. meeting. So we're going to revisit some of the basics of their plan. Uh, And then we want to ask them also about the rhythm of our service to them. Hmm. Some clients are really busy and they don't want that touch base call. Mm -hmm. Hey, Suge, how you doing? Well, I've got a radio show coming up in 30 seconds. I don't have time to talk to you. Um, Suge would rather have an email. I would never say that to you. (laughs) I'd say, come on, Tony, let's talk. we, We love to offer clients good service and make sure that we stay in touch over time. But we typically ask for two meetings a year Mm -hmm. and we might focus on different areas of planning with them. One might be a 30,000 foot approach. You know, how's the family? How's the plan? Let's talk about taxes and estate planning. We might go a little more nitty gritty in another meeting. Let's look at your spending plan. And then in another meeting, we might break down the investment portfolio and help them understand exactly what's going on in their investment portfolio. So for us, what happens after clients become, uh, after prospective clients become clients, is we want to understand the rhythm of Mm -hmm. contact and service that we owe them as part of our client family. Mm, ladies, I can hear your minds right now. You're thinking, I got a question in this. I got a question in this. Feel free to go ahead and email those questions to me at sugbury at himforher.org uh, is my email address. I would love to hear from you. Um, so let me ask you this last question, if I could. Um, what are some of the critical issues on the mind of women clients that you see commonly today? I think one of them is if they've if they're widowed or if um they have a, a spouse who maybe is needing care and uh, what happens if the guy goes first you know who's going to take care of me and i think planning for that uh situation whether it's probable or not is one of the things that we help ladies do and so there are a lot of types of care there's medical care which helps you get better there's also custodial care which helps you do the activities of daily living and i think people want to know you know later on in life how am i going to be taken care of so that's something that will help long term care is a big issue with our with our women clients cuz the ladies typically outlive the men and they don't want to be a burden to their kids so Long-term care. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Payback. Yeah, right. Um, Long-term care is very expensive. So how can we make sure that our clients are taken care of in that last portion of life when expenses for health care tend to rise dramatically? I mean, there was a study done by the Boston College Center for Retirement Studies that said that if you retire at 65, you need $250,000 to provide for health care expenses. And that's including Medicare, which is a wonderful program. It's copays and drug expenses and vision care and dental care. All those things can add up. And I think women in particular, with the longevity that they tend to have, just want to make sure that they're going to be okay given future health care. Is that an accurate number, 250? Boston Uni- Boston College Center for Retirement Studies, $250,000. Oh, That's the number they came up with. Ladies, you guys, you got to get in touch with Tony Parr and John Rudy at the Parr McKnight Wealth Management Group. This freaks me out just thinking about it. They're going to sit down with you. They're going to go through everything. They're going to make it user-friendly, easy to understand, and you can call them, please, 612-324-0240. Um, 
Tony, do you have any scripture or any words of advice for our women um, on Christ in their life and finances? Well, I love the uh, I love the idea of tithing, and I just one of the things that I enjoy most about our business is helping wealthy people feel prosperous, right? And I think in order to be abundant for other people, you need to have some abundance yourself. And it doesn't mean you can't give without, uh, uh, on a lower income. Mm -hmm. So um, the verse that I really like is from uh, Matthew. And he says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermins destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up yourselves for treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also Ooh, so what ha- good parting words ladies your treasure your treasure is in Jesus Christ and i'm so thankful for tony and john to come on here from par mcknight wealth management group until next time ladies this is shubbury over and out 